today, uh, the Pasha's Emor. So, uh, we'll review a little bit of the Sikha in the, this is in volume 27, Sikha 1. We're going to talk about the power of speech. Not only um, is one commanded to speak nicely and say good words, but words can have a tremendous impact and can change other people's lives in a positive way. Um, we all know today, we all talk about positive reinforcement, especially when you talk about uh, to raise children, you talk about students, how to get them to do, uh, it's to only positive, positive and positive, saying positive things. That's going to be the, I guess, the um, idea that the Rebbe is going to share with us various different sources. But first, what is the name of this week's Parsha? It's called Emur. Now, the Parsha actually begins with the words Emur el hakohanim b'nei aharoin. Emur means Hashem is saying to Moshe, you speak, you say to the priests, the sons of Aaron. The verse, the Parsha goes on to talk about specifically laws that apply to the Kohens, to the sons of Aaron as Kohanim. They are not permitted to touch a dead body, etc. Various halachas as they apply to the Kohen. But when we see the name of the Parsha, it just says Emor. It doesn't say, we don't call the Parsha Emor Ela Kohanim. It just says say. So we know that everything in, in Torah is an instruction. Matter of fact, we learned in the Yom Yom this morning, it says that anything you hear or anything you hear, you see, should be a, a guiding, a guidance. It should be an instruction for your life. And that's the job is the avoid is to try to figure out how to interpret everything that you see and you hear to make use out of it in your service to Hashem, to make something good come out of service to Hashem. So, of course, when we talk about Torah, Torah is eternal. And we have a Parsha, which we call Emor. So, this is not only for the Kohanim, because it just says Emor. So, what is the Emor talking about? When we say, 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 we're not just saying... You could speak. We're saying Amor means you should speak. Say, say. What is it we talking about to say? And there's no uh, no limitation. So we must be talking about something positive. Say something good. So what is it? What, what could we say? What are we talking about specifically when we say Amor? Say. Now, one what first comes to mind when say, say, talk, what should you talk? Well, maybe talk about Torah. Torah is a mitzvah to talk about. Matter of fact, we say in the portion of the Shema, we say, vidibarto bom. You should speak the words of Torah. One should always say, the Rebbe also says many times, yom yom, that you, know, you need an air purifier to make the air that you breathe healthy so that you are a healthy person because a person is healthy 
if the ear in his environment is a healthy ear, spiritually, the Rebbe brings down the Yom Yom, the words of Torah are sort of filters, and they purify the ear that your soul gets, and when you speak words of Torah, you are actually creating a healthy environment for your nurturing of your soul. But that's not what Amor is, because that's a very clear verse, the Bartabang, you know. Here we're trying to say something something else, something different, something other than just speaking the words of Torah. Um, and to contrast this that we're saying, that you should be speaking something positive, we also have, sometimes we find, we're reading the Pirkei Avot, the Ethics of Our Fathers, over there we find actually that sometimes talk is not so good. Like, for example, there is a statement that says, say a little and do a lot. So over there it says, Amor Mat, say a little, don't talk too much, just say a little bit. Uh, there's another statement that says, you know, I haven't found anything better for the body than being silenced and silenced. So it almost seems like talking is not a uh, such a good thing. Here we're saying and more. So, what is when is talking good and when is talking not good? So let's try to clarify, define when speech is good or not. Now, um, actually, by Torah itself, the Rebbe says uh, sometimes we find um, uh, the Rambam actually says that even in Torah, one should not talk, talk and talk of Torah a lot, but rather to try to put in, in a little words of Torah, a lot of meaning. You know, when you teach sometimes uh, a student, you can say a lot, a lot of words, and you put in like a little meaning, and the Rambam basically says uh, that one should um, one should try to fit in in as few words as clear. In other words, be concise, be specific. The teaching should be should contain the ideas. Um, of course, if a person can talk Torah a lot all the time, that's good. You see, there is a difference between the written Torah and the oral Torah. The written Torah, like the Chumash, the Tehillim, or what we say, over there, the main goal is to say the words. Even the meaning of the Torah, the meaning of the Tehillim, the meaning of the written Torah is mystical, is beyond. So, Sometimes we can't do more than just saying the words. We can fulfill the mitzvah of study of Torah by just saying the words, just saying the words of the Tehillim, just saying the words of the uh, Chumash. By extension, words of Tanya, words of Mishnayis, you know, it also applies further. But there is something about the words of Torah. But generally speaking, in the oral Torah, 
the main concentration needs to be on the logic, on the understanding, on the ideas that is presented in the oral Torah. And therefore, the Rambam does argue that a person should fill his words with a lot of contents and not so much words when he's giving over, when he's studying the ideas. Um, But yet, we certainly don't say that speaking too much words in Torah would be uh, something negative. I mean, it's, it's, it's positive, but some. But as far as the Mishnah says over here, it says, on one hand we're saying speak words, and then on the other hand it says, well, there's nothing better for the body than silence. There's nothing better uh, or uh, better to speak less and do more. That's not... It's not negative with regards to Torah. We can't say anything negative in, in, in not saying a lot. We can say that sometimes to give the idea in less words and more meaning, that's, that, that, that's better. Okay, so the question is really what we want to know is what kind of a speech besides Torah are we talking about over here? So we're saying speak something, say something. Say something good, positive. What kind of a talk are we saying this that is good Versus sometimes we say, don't talk too much, just do more, and then, then do a lot. So, the Rebbe says, how are we going to figure out what are we talking about? This? So we've got to take a look on the Midrash. The Midrash is the commentary uh, on the uh, Chumash. So we've got to look at the Midrash, and we see how the Midrash interprets this verse. So the Midrash brings down on this verse... It says, Emor el HaKohanim, speak Emor. So what does the Medrash says? He brings down a verse from the Tehillim. In Tehillim it says, Imrois Hashem, Imrois Tahiris. The speech of Hashem are pure speech. The words, the sayings of Hashem, the Amiris. When Hashem says, His sayings are pure. What does it mean that Hashem's sayings are pure? So the Medrash says as follows. He says, take a look. How does it work in the world? And contrast Hashem with the world. And you'll see what it means, pure words. Because if you have a, a king, a king of flesh and blood, a human being, he goes into the uh, country, he comes into the to his uh, uh, city, to the country, and what happens? All the people praise him and say nice things about him, and he's is very uh, dear to him. It's sweet. He loves it. You know, they're saying nice things about him. So he says, "You know what? You're so nice. I'm gonna build for you a beautiful." place cities I'll do he promises them all the all the great things that he's gonna do what happens the next day he goes to sleep and the king you would be he doesn't get up so he promised something but he couldn't do it because he's a human being a human being can promise and he may not be able to come through but Hashem so that means where's the person where's the saying nothing but Hashem is not to. But with regards to Hashem, we say Hashem 
Elohim Emes. God, God is truth. Why is Hashem truth? Why is He what He says? Because Hashem is a living God, and He is a King of the world, and He's forever. So if He says His words are pure, because He's going to fulfill that which He promised, that's what He said. So you see that we're contrasting here what it means amor of Hashem. Now, so what does it mean to us? So that's what Hashem does. But we always say, the verse states, Ba'atem hadveikim ba'ashem elokechem chayim kulchem ayur. You, the Jewish people, because you're connected to God, and because God is a living God, that makes you alive as well. Because you are connected to life, or you're connected to truth, you are connected to Hashem. If you're connected to Hashem, and since Hashem is alive and is true and is pure, so that means that when you connect to Hashem, you are alive, true, you are true as well. So, therefore, we have to say, just like when Hashem says something, we're saying He's saying is pure. There's some saying that a Jew can say, which is also pure, which means there's something that you can say to another person, which will come to be. In other words, you're saying it will make it happen. Just like Hashem. How did Hashem not only what Hashem says comes true, like what Hashem says, but actually Hashem's saying is actually makes, creates. How was the world created? It says the ten sayings Hashem said the world was created. Not only can Hashem be trusted, and we know that what He says is true, but the actual words of Hashem create, they bring it into action. So there is something about Sadiqim by righteous people and by extension by every Jew that we have the power to say something we have that purity that by us saying it it's gonna come true what we're saying is gonna come true if you say something to another person you are going to help and bring about that that what you said is going to be translate into actually action. So, what are you saying over here? So, what what should you say to the other person to change him around? So, over here, we have to look a little bit further in the Medrash and see what he says over there. The Medrash says something very interesting. He says, there were very young children in the days of David. They were brilliant. Even before they were old enough to have a taste of a sin, they can study the Torah and expound it in various different... They were brilliant, beautiful, great children. Unusually. David Amalek prayed in the Tillam for these children. And he says, Atu Hashem Tishmerim. 
please God, keep these children, guard these children. He was asking Hashem that they should treasure the Torah that they started keeping in their hearts from this generation, next generation, they forever remember the Torah that they studied. What happened though, after this, when they would join David in the wars, many of them would die. Why? The Medrash says, because amongst them, they spoke Lashon Hara. It was the Lutrin. They spoke evil tongue. They spoke bad about each other. So all the good that they did, and all the study that they did, and all the prayers that David prayed for them, but yet they were guilty of evil tongue, of speaking bad, speaking Lashon Hara about each other. And the Medrash talks about very, very strongly about what a grave and what a terrible sin is to speak bad about another person, about the Lashnara, to speak another of the Lashnara. And he says we call it actually three, the three, Shlishi, it's called three, because the speaking Lashnara kills three people. It kills the one that says it, the one who's made up the story, who's speaking of it, it kills the one that it listens to it, it also kills the one that you're talking about. As we'll see later on, the Rebbe will explain why, what did he do. But it's a very, very powerful sin. So, Go ahead. what to do if someone say Loshan Hora and you have like uh, the person, you can't interrupt him and tell them, him, ah, sorry, I can't hear that. It's just very often you caught in situations when people act that way. And it, I just, uh, should you like stop that person and say, I don't want to hear that? Or um, Okay, so, you know, you got to sometimes, depending who the person is and depending how the person will take it and how tactful you have to be. The bottom line is you should not accept it. Um, you know, sometimes you can hear something and really not hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. When somebody's speaking Lashnara, to hear it means to also receive it, you know, okay. just to say, you know what, I'm not hearing to it, if you can't. But in most instances, you can find a way of alerting the other person. He says, this is Lashnara, and I don't want to hear this, and I don't want to be uh, spoke of this. But if it's a situation you don't feel that you could, at least don't really, don't really accept it. But what does the Rebbe want to say? Since we're talking about the negative is Lashon Hara, so what is the positive, the opposite, to counter that negative Lashon Hara? So that is talking about saying something nice about the other person, praising the other person. And when you praise and you say something good about the other person, by saying something nice about the other person, not only are you saying something nice, but you're going to help the other person become a nice person. By saying the other person is something nice and saying something positive, you will actually accomplish, as the Rebbe will say later on, he will explain after the Rebbe is going to explain, the Rebbe will say the way to deal sometimes with people that have negative 
things you see that they have deficiency, they're doing things wrong, is not by knocking them or trying to rebuke them, tell them what you're doing is wrong, or in the case you asked, you're speaking Lajnara now, don't do that, is by telling them, look, you're such a nice person, and you know that everybody has nice qualities about them. You tell them something nice about them in which you're saying will actually switch it around and they'll actually start to be positive. It brings down an interesting law from the Rambam. The Rambam speaks over there how a Talmachachim, a person who is a scholar, a, um, a, 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 Torah, a Torah Jew, how he must behave. So one of the things the Rambam says over there, that you must always speak of the other one's praise. Never talk anything degrading at all. That's a Talmud Chochem. Wait a minute. Is this only a Talmud Chochem? And what about every person? So the Rambam in a later on chapter, in chapter 6, the Rambam says, no, no, no. It is a mitzvah for every Jew to love every other person, every other Jewish person, like yourself, like your own body. It says, love him like yourself. And what does the Rambam say? That's why you must sing his praises. You must tell him about his praises. So here, we're not talking about a Chochem. Here we're talking about everybody. That a person has a responsibility to talk about the praise, just like you want people to praise you, say something nice about you. You have to say something nice about other people. So what does the Rambam mean when he talks about a Talmud Chochem that he should speak his praise and not his degradation if everybody has to speak the praise of his friend? Maybe the Rebbe says, maybe we can say, say listen, in the, yes, Nobody's allowed to say the mitzvah, and you can't say bad. You must say nice things about everybody. But over there, in the first, in the chapter 5, where he talks about the Talmud Chocham, over there he's talking about to the Talmud Chocham about his laws. He's saying, Talmud Chocham, you can always tell how he, is, how he behaves, how he thinks, how he is distinguished from the other people, he behaves in a, in a special way. You can see that. So, you can always tell the way he talks, his actions, his speech. You can always see he behaves in a more uh, respectful way. You can tell. So, this is the discussion. What is a Tamachachem? What is the greatness? How a Tamachachem behaves? Who is distinguished of other people? And as the Rambam says over there, that the person who does like this, the verse says about him, you are my servant, Israel. I brag about you. You I praise you are. So because we're talking about a person who is considered a distinguished person, 
So all the things that the Rambam says in all matters, the Rambam counts 10 things over there. Everything that he does, all these 10 things, the Rambam says, they must be more beautiful and more correct. Because why is that so important for the Talmud Chacham? Because when he behaves in such a way, everybody will praise him and say, wow, look, they say, he's a, look what a nice person. So then he's making a Kiddush Hashem. He's sanctifying Hashem's name. Everybody's saying, look, look how a, a rabbi, look how a Chacham, he's behaving in such a distinguished manner. It's beautiful for Hashem. But in this, that's that chapter he's talking about the behavior of a Talmud Chacham. But in chapter 6, in the, he's talking about mainly about how to express the love for the other person. And he's talking about how to benefit the other person. So we're all talking about how you can be helpful to another person. We're not talking about how you become great like the Talmud Chacham. We're talking about how should you help your fellow. What do you do to help him? So he talks about all the various different things. First of all, that people who live together are usually, they follow each other and people are sort of a uh, a group and one person does what the other one does. So you have to always make sure uh, to live in a way so the other people will learn from you and you'll be not learn from them and cause, help the other person lead in a nice way, in a good way. And that's why the Rabbi, that's what the Rambam says, so you always have to say nice things about him, so you'll help the other person become, you're doing it for the other person also, you have to protect the other one's uh, money, just like you care about your own money. And this is the difference over here, because uh, it's, when we are saying to say about the praise of another person, that's in order to benefit the other person, so that the other person uh, will benefit from the fact that you're honoring them, you're saying nice things about them. And just like you're protecting his money, you're protecting his honor, you're protecting, you're doing something for the other person. There is a benefit from the other person. But when we're talking about, we're not talking about to benefit the other person he's praising. When he's saying praise, that represents what his, the stature of the Talmud Chacham, that he is a Talmud Chacham. That would be the simple way to explain it. But, but the Rebbe doesn't say there's more to it, because when he talks about the Talmud Chacham, he says he always speaks about his praise, never degrading at all. So, never degrading, so not to speak degrading about another person, that's not the Talmud Chacham, that's everybody. You can't talk degrading about anybody. That would be Lashon Hara to say bad things about him. As the Rambam says later on about Lashon Hara. But even if the Rambam is trying to tell her that the Talmud Chacham is so careful, he never, why does the, why does the Rambam say it switches the order? It would seem like this. First, he should say, never speak disparagingly about anybody else and always speak about their praise. Which means, first of all, never ever speak disparagingly. That's something which is constant. Never speak. 
to add to that, occasionally, sometimes speak about his praise. You can't tell a person speak about his praise all the time. Why does he swatch, swap around the order and he says, oh, speak about his praise and never disparagingly? So the Rambam really has to be talking about that Rambam means the way Rebbe is, is interpreting it. If the Talmud Chacham speaks the praise of his friends, which brings about that there's nothing disparagingly anymore to say about him. It is the impact of his statements, his words, that he speaks the praise of the other person so that your words are going to cause and help the other person that is not going to be anything disparaging to say about him. So he says like this, how do you uh, speak the praise of your friend? So the the Rambam brings down from the mission, it says you always have to judge the other person in the side of merit, merit, which means you always got to find an excuse, you have to find a reason not to judge them, judge them favorably. In other words, find a reason. So, which means, when we're talking about the Talmud Chacham over here, we're not just talking about anybody praising. We're talking about there's a fellow out there that has done some shady things. Maybe he's done some things which are degrading. But the Talmud Chacham the Rambam follows the line of his of the Pirkeovas that you have to go ahead and find instead of looking at the negative, find a reason, uh, judge favorably, uh, which basically means that while you see a negative thing, but you don't, you find an excuse for him. You judge him favorably. So, what the Rambam is saying over here, according to this interpretation, what the Rebbe says there is, even at the time that you see your friend doing something wrong, don't talk about his bad thing. Just speak the positive of the thing, of, of, of what he's doing. Don't go ahead at that time, keep on saying, don't look, he's saying, a Talmud Chacham doesn't see the negative, he's only judging a failure. See, judge him favorably, talk about his praise, and that, Rebbe's going to go further, going to explain this a lot deeper. What is the connection to a Talmud Chacham? Why it sounds like this. Um, because a Tamil Chacham is always gentle with people. He has to conduct himself in a way that people will um, appreciate him. People will like him. You have to be in a way, you have to go the extra mile to go beyond, to make sure that people are comfortable with you and they will want to attach themselves so that makes a whole difference. How do you treat somebody who's something negative? What do you do when you see something, someone, 
You see something negative by somebody. An ordinary person, if you see something doing wrong, you have to do whatever you can to correct it. But how do you correct somebody's negativity? How do you see somebody's doing wrong? A person who's not a Talmud Chacham and he's not fully required that everybody should be happy with him, just an ordinary person. So the Torah says you have to rebuke. Sometimes you have to tell the person, don't do a certain thing. The person, the Torah says, that you have to rebuke the person, an ordinary person, has to tell you, well, this is wrong, you shouldn't do it. But a Talmud Chacham, who always speaks gently with all people, so he has a way, with gentleness, how to rebuke the person, not by confronting them and telling them the bad that they're doing, but doing it in a gentle way. In other words, how do you do it? This is what we're saying. It Say his nice things and don't say the negative, which means when you're going to start saying the nice things about your friend and you're going to reveal his goodness, so that if you're going to point out that that person has some great characteristic trait, that will actually accomplish that his faults will become wicked until they'll be nullified. The approach would be only through positive, and through the positive to find it out. We said before, before, when you speak, Lashnara kills three, so we asked the question, the one who speaks, he shouldn't speak, the one who listens, shouldn't listen, but what about the one who made up a story about him? Or even if it's true, then it's Shekhar, it's even it's true, but why should he suffer because of the of the person telling something about him? The answer is that um, the um, fact that you talk about somebody's negative, you're bringing it out into the open. Um, and that could actually hurt the other person. When you talk about the other one's negative things or what he did, that can actually hurt that person. If you don't speak about it, even if the person does something, but you don't talk about it, so maybe that would be covered. It would, might not be into the open, and could not would not come out with some negative results. So that's why we say don't talk about the other person's bad because even that person can be damaged by when you're talking about it. It may bring to bad results. So if we're saying by saying negative things, it can be bad results. How much more so by saying positive things? So if you say positive things, because always the positive side is, has more force than the negative side. So if you can speak, if you speak about somebody's uh, shame or somebody's negative, that could cause damage. So how much more so and further it is and the measure of good? When you talk about somebody's good, you talk about somebody's greatness. So this has a good impact on the one you praise. And it gives him the strength to continue by talking about that. Because the Rebbe explains further, because the truth of the matter is, we say judge everybody favorably. So when you sojourn everybody favorably, you're actually not going to see anything negative about him. You only see the favorable. Why? 
because judging somebody favorably, the Altarebi explains in the Tanya, how do you judge somebody favorably? Don't judge the person until you have his experiences. You know, you think negative about the person, but you don't have that person's experience. Maybe if you had the challenges, you had the test that the other person did, you would fail. Because if you have a person, the Altarebi, the Altarebi gives an example, who is out there in the streets for his living, and his eyes see all kinds of things and his heart desires, he fails. He fails because of the circumstances which he's put in them. So, when you see somebody uh, doing something not uh, properly, you have to find a reason that the other person is not really guilty of anything because probably he has to fight them. So, but that only says you're finding an excuse, but you're not saying anything nice about him. You're just saying, oh, he failed because he had special circumstances. He failed. But we say zchus means you're finding something favorably. But so it says that the truth of the matter is when you see somebody who has a lot of challenges, you have to say, why did Abishta give the other person so much challenges? It means that he has the strength to overcome it. He must have a big soul. He has such great powers, really, that he is able to overcome those, those tests. And that means you should judge, what it means you judge somebody favorably, that when you're saying the nice things about him, you're actually extracting his greatness. When you're saying the nice things, you're taking out his potential greatness and you're verbalizing it, so you're taking out his hidden strength so that he should be able to overcome these tests. You're bringing it out. Because by pointing out, this person must be a great person because he has all these tests. He certainly has great advantages. And when you talk about it, that will help him. That... That's what the Rambam says. He talks only about the praise and not his creation at all because you cannot see anything wrong with the other person because you will accomplish by saying nice things and judging him favorably that he will not, that you'll give him the strength to overcome. Praise them. This is why the Rebbe says it's called Emor, the Parsha. That one must always talk about the praise of every Jew. Also, if it's a situation that you must judge him favorably because he's done some things. Because by saying nice things about him, you will accomplish, just like the Ebishter we said, makes an action. You say nice things, you'll make an action, the person will start being nice. That you bring about by saying his praise, you will reveal his real hidden goodness which is also connected to what Rashi says, Emer Vamarta, that it's something to the adults to teach the children. There's an obligation for the adults to make sure the children do the right thing. Now, children could be both. Literally, in years, children could also be in level, could be children as well. How are you going to stop people from doing negative things? It's not so much by approaching their negativity, their bad. You know, usually we say with the left hand, 
small uh, you have to deal with the right hand you bring him close with the left hand the weak hand you push but no it's not so much you have to be lahazir you have to bring in light you have to bring in you mean your right hand to bring close you have to reveal the inner good that the children have you have to bring out the good in them to shine that their inner good should begin to shine and light up um, this is meaning of emor the word say daber daber is strong emor is softly because we're trying to say here to reveal the good in the other person so basically the Rebbe says over here is if you want to be successful in changing them around if you will point out their good and their great their, instead of fighting their negativity and telling them how bad they are or what they're doing is wrong tell them how the real how good they are and that they have the strength and that way you won't have to deal with negative want to say something no. well it's sometimes tricky what it's sometimes hard because if you praise the person the person might become arrogant and full of himself because if he feels that oh I can do whatever I want and the people still praise me versus like you trying to bring this person on a higher level. So yeah. I'm not sure that in all situations um, in all situations you could um, some situations maybe you gotta do them I and you gotta judge every case separately but in a general uh, idea um, I think educators today also know that um, uh, knocking or putting down or telling them that they're bad uh, isn't really very helpful. No, no. I so what you basically need to tell them is, well, you know what? It's hard for you. Because it's hard for you, that actually means that you have special uh, special strength that maybe I'm the one that's your teacher doesn't have your strength because because you have such a strong desire to interrupt me while I'm speaking that means that you have very special coaches so you know what I respect the powers that you have and you know what? Utilize those powers. There's a story said about Rav Levi Yitzchak He once saw that there was a fellow, uh, you know, doing a, say, you know, eating Yom Kippur and everything else, and uh, on Yom Kippur he was eating it. So the Rav tells him, I'm jealous on you. He says, why? He says, because, you know, it says if you do tshuva, you can get all the mitzvahs, because every Avera you did, you did so much Averis, you did so much negative things, if you're going to do tshuva, you're going to get so much mitzvahs. I can work all my life to try to do mitzvahs, but I can't get so many mitzvahs, because you did that, you can do tshuva, so you can make the mitzvah. He turned it around, he found, it says, the story says that the guy turned, the person turned around later on, it wasn't by telling him, oh, you know what, look what a terrible person you are, you're eating on your kipper. By telling you, if you do tshuva, you know, you're going to be able to do mitzvahs. 
Again, I'm not saying it works all the time, I'm not saying everything, but the general idea is, and more that the Rebbe says is, this is the Chabad approach in general, Chabad approach versus maybe other views. Chabad approaches always tell the person they're good, what they do have. It's not lying to them. It's not trying to tell them something. But it's you, if you speak gently, if you're a Talmud Chacham, you have to get people to like Hashem, to like Torah. That's the way to talk to them. You can't, you can't tear them down. That's not the effective way. And that's especially for a Talmud Chacham, maybe a northern person. And sometimes, you know, the rabbi can't tell the other person what another person on the side can say. The rabbi has to talk in the way that the rabbi says over here. But the rabbi ties it, over, just finish up, he ties it in with that the parsha of Emmer is a lot of times in base ear uh, comes out in the portion of Emmer. The the uh, the Rebbe Maharash, which was born on Bezir, he said, "You go you go over the top to begin with." Uh, and um, what does it mean? Go over the top versus going beneath. So in the service of Hashem, beneath to go on the bottom means that you occupy yourself with the bottom part, which means that you're fighting the negative within you, you know, you're fighting your, your temptations. Uh, and then when you push so much, so, you know, you overcome it. What does it mean to go over the top? It means, you know what, that you start off, don't fight the negativity, don't start. Start on a higher level. In other words, add, flood yourself with so much good, with so much good things, so that the negative is just weakened, becomes nullified. That's this thing, idea of amor, through which you can sort of get rid of the negative things of a, of a Jew, in a way of to go over the top. So, when you conduct yourself, the Rebbe concludes in such a way, which is good for Hashem and good for the people. So that makes Tiferes, you know, the Tiferes Tiferes is the birthday of the Rebbe Maharash. So it's Tiferes Tiferes It's good for the one that does it. It also brings in beauty from the people, the people say. And this becomes beauty of beauty, which is the birthday of the Yemelad Rav Marash. So then as the Rambam says, that at the end of the day, every Yid will be a Talmud Chacham. Pasuk says, So we should all really be like the Talmud Chacham. And the Torah says, I praise myself about you. So the bottom line is, Amar, say nice things. Praise the other person, give him courage. Sometimes you have to uh, do a little negative. A, but the overall, there's a story about exceptional cases. You know, there's a story of the Gemara, and the guy told him that you look disgusting, and then he didn't want to forgive him because he said, uh, you know, that's not the usual way. You know, the story with the Rebbe Rashab, he didn't want to... Somebody came in, he says, I can't help you. And, you know, he needed to break him a little bit. Sometimes you need that, but that's the exceptional. The general, the overall is be positive, be nice, 
tell them nicely, tell them they have the power to overcome. And uh, hopefully that will help. Now, it doesn't always help, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> that's the approach. <laughs>